You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Ah, good nerve, Shabbos. Delighted to be with you today on Erev Shabbos Behaloisacha, the third parsha in the book of Bamidbar. And it's a story of journeying that begins with light. You have to know where you're going. You need a bit of light. You can't walk around in the darkness. And the Parsha begins with the lighting of the Menorah, the seven-branched candelabrum. And indeed, when it comes to light, which is analogous to day, which is analogous to clarity, which is analogous with having direction. Is there ever enough? And let's begin today with a story of the Rebbe. As we are coming up now to the 25th yard site of the Rebbe, which will be not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. Not a week from tomorrow, two weeks from tomorrow. We need very much to prepare. How does one prepare? One prepares, as we will soon explain, by taking a lesson from, by emulating, by looking at the qualities that can add light, goodness, direction, clarity to our own lives. So let me share a story that happened years ago when a chassid, who would constantly report to the Rebbe as chassidim do and update the Rebbe with news of his communal activities. And he once asked the Rebbe whether the Rebbe was happy with the work that he was reporting. And the Rebbe smiled and replied, Happy? I certainly am. But by nature, I'm never satisfied with with that which has already been done in an area where even more can be achieved. And then the Rebbe continued softly, sharing the following. Somehow, I feel this is a part of my nature that I don't need to change. Is there ever enough light, goodness, clarity. Is there ever in the climb of holiness? Well, the Medrash tells us that one who has 100 desires 200 in our lives. We must always have goals. We must never be satisfied when more can be achieved. Yes, I gave at the office, you know, that classical where someone would ring the doorbell and ask for a donation for their organization. And the answer was, I gave at the office. And that kind of got carried over to like, come home and the wife wants your company or your help. And you say, no, no, I gave at the office. I'm drained. I'm finished. I have no more to give. And that's something we really need to think about. For as long as we're alive, every situation that God puts us into, 
is an opportunity to shine and to shine our light so that someone else will be illuminated and will then shine their light onwards. So is the Rebbe happy with what has been achieved? So much has been achieved in the last 25 years and in the 25, in the 40 years before that, since the Rebbe became Rebbe. But the question is, has the Mashiach come yet? Are there still people who are Shaloneda, sick, suffering, getting sick, God forbid. Are there still people hungry? Are there still people who are afraid, who are jealous, countries at war? Is the world in a state of light or darkness? There are pockets of light, no question. And the Rebbe is Hashem's good friend. Tzadikim are. They want to bring nachas to the one above. And until Hashem is satisfied, the Rebbe, the Tzadikim, cannot be satisfied, and neither can we. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. So we need to ask ourselves... Who am I? What am I capable of? What am I doing in this world? Who am I? What do I really want? And what does God expect of me? Because God Hashem never expects anything of people that he doesn't equip us ahead of time to deal with. The Gemara says, He never comes with unexpected demands, sorry, unreasonable demands of his creatures. And according to the strength of the camel, is he loaded up? We wouldn't load someone or something with more than they can carry because then They'll carry nothing. They'll be static. They won't be able to move. And if, who are we? We are God's candle. Ne'er Hashem nishmat adam. God has given us a soul that is an actual candle from him and to him. What are we doing in this world? We are bringing light. Our job is to illuminate, to uplift, to give clarity, to give direction in the way that we dress, in the way that we speak, in the way that we behave. Everything about us needs to be a candle. God needs us. We are his candle in this world to illuminate creation. There's something called divine providence, hashgacha pratis, everything that happens. No leaf falls from the tree, explains the Baal Shem Tov, without it being predestined which leaf should fall, when it should fall, where it should fall, how it should fall, 
the exact moment, the exact split second. Why? Because everything in creation is directed by God for us to react to. When he brings us a situation, there's potential for light. And it's up to us to partner with him. That's what we're doing in the world. So it brings us to another beautiful story, which we have shared here, I think, twice. And it's the story of the Israeli diplomat Yehuda Avner. He had a private audience with the Rebbe, and in that audience, which lasted, well, two hours when this particular exchange took place, and Yehuda Avner asked the Rebbe, Rebbe, what is it that you want to accomplish? And the Rebbe looked at Yehuda Avner and he said, Yehuda, look there. Look on the shelf. What can you see? What is it? And Yehuda replied, a candle. And the Rebbe said, no, it's not a candle. It's just a lump of wax with a string down the middle. And then the Rebbe said, when does this lump of wax become a candle? When you bring a flame to the wick. And then the Rebbe's voice rose and he continued in that Gemara sing-song. The wax is the body of the human being. The wick is the neshama, the soul. The flame the flame is the fire of Torah. When the neshama, the soul, is ignited by the flame of Torah, that's when the person becomes a candle, achieving the purpose for which he was created. And that's what I try to do, said the Rebbe, to help every man and woman achieve the purpose for which they were created. An hour later, when the sun was about to rise and the meeting was drawing to a close, so Avner asked the Rebbe, so has the Rebbe lit my candle? And the Rebbe very quietly said, no, I have given you the match. Only you can light your own candle. So the soul of man is the candle of God. And he puts us down here in the, into this world in a body. That's the lump of wax. But running through us is a soul. That's the wick. That's the string. It is our job, to illuminate, to light up our own candle. And when our candle's lit, we can light others. And when we light them, as the phrase goes, put them on their feet, not on your shoulders. How does that connect with the parsha? The parsha begins with Hashem telling Moshe to speak to Aharon and to tell him, when you will light the menorah. But the usage of the word is not behadlikha. 
It's not when you will light using one of the conventional words of lighting. Beha'ircha. Beha'aloischa. It shares a root with when you will elevate. And Rashi explains when you will light it to the point where it can burn on its own. Ad shalheves oilo me'eleho. The Koihain, the man of love, would light the menorah. In truth, he had to be the one to prepare the wicks. And when he would light the menorah, he had to hold the flame to the wick until it burnt on its own. And in this world, it's not just enough to notice and throw a coin to the beggar. It's not just enough to fill others up here and there. When God brings someone into your space, it's always for the purpose of to give or receive. And if we are lights, others help us to shine more brightly. But as we mentioned last week, the biggest way for us to shine is by shining up someone else. There were seven branches to the menorah, and there are seven attributes with which God created the world, with which he relates to the world, and with which we relate to the world as well. There's loving kindness, chesed. There's justice, discipline, that's givura. There's tiferes, which is a combination of the two. Mercy, compassion, a beauty, a blend. And then there's fortitude, and there's humility, and there's bonding, and there's sovereignty. And each one of the seven branches of the menorah represented another approach in our service of God. Some have the approach of Avraham Avinu, Chesed, Yitzchak Avinu, Gvura, Yaakov Avinu, Tiferes. But the Rebbe has pointed out that in our time, the approach must be not the approach of stringency and criticism, but the approach of chesed, free, outpouring love, light. And each one of us became a kohen, a priest, when God gave us the Torah, v'yatem tihiyu li, mamleches koyhanim v'goy kodosh, you will be unto me a kingdom of priests, kings and priests. And what does a priest do? He serves. We are here to serve. We are here to uplift. We are here to take the physical and to make it something spiritual. Like to take the lump of wax and the wick and to make it shine, serve. And candles, lights, flames are amazing. They constantly yearn to go up. Turn a candle upside down, a lit candle. It will try and get up. The flame will kind of get not facing downwards, but try and come up along the side of the candle and point upward. 
and so too our soul. Our soul yearns to rise higher, to join with its source, the Creator Himself. We're constantly deeply yearning to connect above. But the world we live in is a world that can dull that sense. Our senses can become blocked, hidden, buried deep inside our hearts. And that's where we need to bring out the light in the other. We need to bring light, clarity, purpose, direction to others. We need to be the Kohen. We are the Kohen. Yes, we need to illuminate our own soul with the study of Tyra. And Tyra is called Oyer, light. All of this light, this warmth, this brightness is around us. And we need to offer it to others. We need to work with ourselves to overcome the selfishness and the jealousy. We need to overcome our preoccupation with the physical, the greed. I have, but I want more. I have one, but I want two. And apply that to things that are spiritual, things that are holy, things that are eternal. We must constantly be striving, yearning to shine more and more and more. So the story that we told you before, a story of never being satisfied, but rather a story of passion to make a difference and then to continue to give with every breath that we take. Yitzhak Rabin, the late Prime Minister of Israel, was also visiting the Rebbe and also had a private audience. And very warmly, the Rebbe said, how are you? And the Prime Minister replied, I can't complain. Life is good. And the Rebbe replied. He said, It's true that our sages teach a Zehu Ashir, who is the rich man, a person who's satisfied with what he has. He said, but that only applies to material wealth. Then, if you're satisfied, you're rich. You're not constantly saying, but I want more, but I want more. However, said the Rebbe, when it comes to spiritual matters, one must never be content with one's current state. No matter how much you've achieved, a person must strive for more tomorrow. Because if you're discontented materially, it's a negative. But spiritual discontent is a virtue. It's a passion to bring more light. The Kohen didn't finish his service in lighting the menorah till all the branches were lit. It's constantly yearning to shine more and more. It's understanding that we have to take everything along in this journey. It's not a kind of once-off. And the thing that we need to take the, along the most is everything physical. Other people, 
and to illuminate every object, every encounter, every stage of life with light. We must constantly be striving to shine more to the point where in order to shine, very often we need to stop and deal with the physical. Because if we don't deal with the physical, it will drag us down. The physical is the house for the soul. We have to take care of the body. We need to eat properly. We need to sleep enough. We need to be warm enough. We need to do all the normal things, as it were, but not for greedy reasons, because I want to feel good. But because I want my body to be a healthy vehicle for my soul so I can run faster to help others, I can have more energy to study the Torah, I can be stronger in my service of God without distractions that, God forbid, here it hurts me, and there I'm too tired, and there I'm too hungry, and so on. In fact... It's the story of the Rebbe who asked a person, do you daven every morning? Do you pray every morning? It was a conversation about faith, and that came into the chat. And the Rebbe said, and the Rebbe asked him, do you pray? Do you daven? And the man said, I do pray, but very hurriedly. So the Rebbe said, why? Why do you rush with your prayers? And the man said, you know, because when I wake up in the morning, I'm very weak. My nerves are not good, and I'm weak. And I was taught that the Jewish law forbids a person from eating before praying. He said, so when I pray in the morning, I'm just not my best yet. And I'm praying, but I'm weak, and I'm not great. And very kindly, the Rebbe said to him, the way I see it, you have to eat something first in the morning. Due to your condition, you can even have a full meal if you need it. And then he said, the third Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, once told someone in a similar situation, and he quoted, It's better to eat in order to pray than to pray in order to eat. First of all, whatever we're doing, we want to be fully present. And in order for our minds and our hearts and our bodies to be there for the soul, we have to be healthy, we have to be full, not overly full, but we have to be nurtured. And that extends to every aspect of life we want to use all the physical for a spiritual reason, even if we're eating in order to pray. We want to give of the best, a beautiful Shabbos meal to honor God's holy day. For we've been privileged to honor that day, to have that day. We want to invest beautifully into Shabbos and Yontif and Simchas. That's where the extra money should go. The extra good food should be if we can. But we're also taught that on Rosh Hashanah we are given our set amount of money for the year. Except what we spend 
for Shabbos, but not selfishly. I want to impress my friends. Have that focus. This is Lakovit Shabbos Kodesh. And what we spend on proper Jewish chinuch, education for our children, whatever we spend in those, the more we spend, the more we get back. And we need to remember that we need to be conscious, be in the present. So be conscious when you cook for Shabbos and say, this is in honor of Shabbos. Be conscious when you eat. Say, this is that I should have energy to serve Hashem. And then everything physical becomes elevated. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. And who else is light? If God's candle is the soul of man, so we are light. If the Torah is oyer, the Torah is light. And Hashem himself is light. God is our light. God is our candle. And in order for that candle to shine in our lives, we need to shine our candle, which is God's candle. In fact, let's look at it this way. Everything is a circle. Everything is a cycle. It begins with God giving us his gifts, his gift of life, life chaim. He gives us our talents, our abilities, whatever they are. There is no person in this world that is, God forbid, shortchanged. We are each a designer piece. We need to cherish the way he's made us. Nobody must tell the artist that there's something wrong with his beautiful creation. Certainly not. The artist of the most physical, spiritual combination, which we can't even begin to understand. God is my light and my salvation. And God is my candle. And how do I get his candle to shine for me, it's by me doing what he has asked me to do. We said last week, when someone gives you a gift, the biggest compliment, the way you make them happy is by using that gift. We must be passionate to offer positivity and hope and opportunity and optimism, because that's what he gives us. We might have messed up yesterday, But again, he's giving us a new day. We need to offer that back. And that's what we saw in the life of the Rebbe, who became Rebbe after the Holocaust. And he shone light with optimism, with passion, offering hope, rebuilding the nation, offering optimism, seeing possibilities. We need to trust Hashem and trust ourselves. There's still so much missing in the world, and that's why we're here. We're here to complete all of creation. We need to look at the superficial, but never be fooled by it. See what he brings us, and trust that there's something much deeper, and there's a future. There are goals. So, just to share this analogy, 
It's a story of a Jewish family that was thrown down into a cellar, a dungeon, for not paying the rent. And then more people were thrown down, and more people were thrown down because this pirates, this landowner, had a large expanse of land, and so many wanted to live there so they could benefit and they could earn and they could be afforded the protection of the pirates. But he was very, very impatient. And even if there was a bad winter and there was... There were very few customers. He didn't have patience to wait for the rent. And so it was that family after family were thrown down into this dungeon. Oh, and it was a very bleak existence. They dug some tunnels. They made little corners for themselves. But it was a dark existence. Every day, a basket of food would be lowered down it was just bread and water, and that was what they ate. Years passed. The families married. Babies were born. Babies who had never seen the light of day, never seen the grass, never smelt the flowers, never enjoyed the sunshine, never seen the beautiful ocean, the mountains. But the elders used to tell them, this is not the real world. There's a real world out there of color, of warmth, of texture, of unbelievable expanse. The little ones listened. And eventually the older ones were not there anymore. Once in a while, new people were thrown down. But the generation that was growing up inside actually believed that this was the world, actually believed that this is all there is to life. And even if once in a while somebody would come in and say, no, I'm telling you, there's a real world out there, they thought it cannot be. They had never really experienced it. And sometimes we become like those third, fourth, fifth generations in the cellar. We don't know that there's a spiritual aspect to our lives. We don't know that the Creator is constantly with us and creating everything, orchestrating, directing everything. God is my light. Hashem oiri v'yishi, and my salvation. Kiner mitzvah v'toyra oyer. A mitzvah is a candle, Torah is light. But as King David says, We are b'nei adam yoshvei choshech. We are humans sitting in darkness. But we are also kohanim. We are those who are entrusted to light the menorah. And we've been given the tools. And every Jewish woman is considered the priestess in the sanctuary of God. Where is the sanctuary of God? Our homes our homes are the Mishkan or the Mikdash Me'at. In our home, we can recreate that place of light. It's up to us to create the atmosphere, to renew the faith, to teach the children, to make sure 
that everything in this home is holy as it was in the temple. What was there in the temple? Well, there was a table, the table with the showbreads. In our homes, that table is representative of kosher, kashrut. When the food is right, when it is carefully bought, that it has the right kashrut, when it is carefully prepared not to be mixed milk and meat, when it was carefully served on the right dishes, when we wait the requisite amount of time between milk and meat, and the children are raised in that kind of environment, they are raised in the temple of God. What else do we have in the home? We In the home, let's not forget that we have a menorah. We have Shabbos candles, but we also have every deed that we do is a candle. And the more mitzvahs we do, the home becomes illuminated to the point where that light can pour out to the outside. And all of this attracts God's presence. All of this brings the Shekhinah to rest in our home. In the home we have God's presence. And in the story of Sarah, the presence was represented by a cloud which was attached to her tent. A cloud? A cloud is water. The waters of the mikveh that are a preparation for living in a holy way between husband and wife. That is in the hands of the woman as well. She lights the Shabbos candles. She lights up the souls of her children with the right food, the right modest clothing, the right words of Torah, washing their hands in the morning, teaching them to be aware of God's presence from the moment they open their eyes by saying the Modani. What a privilege. Indeed, she teaches them to say the Shema, proclaiming the unity of God and the love of God. What a privilege. But the woman in the home is not just the one who creates that wonderful oasis of hospitality, of friendship, of family, of Ahavas Yisroel, love of the other, which extends, or perhaps starts, not perhaps, with the husband. That model now is a miniature world, a microcosm. And each one of us, being the partner or the wife of God, must do those exact same things outside in his world, his future home. It's his present home, but it's hidden. And that's in the world. We too must bring light to others, upliftment, holiness, and be the example that they would want to emulate. What a privilege. We can be the Aharon in the world, loving peace, pursuing peace, loving creatures, and bringing them close to Torah. In fact, let's remember that we are not only a candle, we are not only a source of light, but we're told that the Jewish people are compared to stars that sparkle in the heavens. Thanks to their light, even a person walking in the darkness of night will not lose his way. 
if we are stars, then every single one of us, call Echod Mi Yisrael, man or woman, and the Rebbe has extended that to children and shown them how, we have the moral power, we have the spiritual power to become a source of influence, a source of guidance for our friends and our associates, and to place them, to situate them in a ray of light, Bekeren Oira. Our name, Yisrael, is actually an acronym, an acrostic for Yesh Shishim Riboy Oisiois Latoira. The Torah has 600,000 letters. And each Jewish soul is connected to one of those letters. One of those letters meaning a dimension of spiritual truth that we personally are destined to reveal and duty-bound to reveal. Each one of us has a dimension of spiritual truth that the world is waiting for. Each one of us has something to contribute to the world at large. And it's especially true of your close friends and associates. If Hashgacha Pratis, if divine providence has directed that these people be near you or near or dear to us, our families, our friends, our associates, there must be a reason for it. Our neshamas are connected. Our souls are intertwined. And the spiritual insights that one person gains, if God helps us to realize something, it's not just for us. It's also to help our friends grow in their divine service and contribution to the world. We need to understand that. And the previous Rebbe said it's especially relevant in our times, which are moments before the arrival of the Mashiach. In our world, people are desperate for truth and meaning and direction. And it's become harder and harder to find in the wider world. The world has become a place of temptation and confusion. Never, ever. Has there been a need as great as there is today for each and every one of us to shine our light, to be that beacon of light to the world around us? That's why we're here. That's why we meet with the people we meet with. Very often that's why we have the challenges that we have to rise up and to shine and to see who am I really, what am I really how does God see me? And that must be why he has brought me to this particular place at this particular time to meet with that particular person. Nothing happens by accident. And of course, let's not forget that the gift that God has given the Jewish woman is to welcome Shabbos first. Before the husband makes Kiddush, before the husband says Kabbalat Shabbat in Shul, earlier we have the privilege by 507 today to bring a state of peace into our homes, into our hearts, and into the world. Make sure you light your Shabbos candles in the right time and with the right bracha.
If you need any help or guidance, please be in touch with me, be in touch with Chai FM, and we will help you in any way possible. Do you need candles? Do you need to know the bracha? Do you need to know the time? And may we all shine with an ever-increasing light. Good Shabbos.